unaltered. There is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amaryllis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, Altered. Hello, everybody, and welcome to spring. Here we are after the spring equinox, and I've also gone through my 44th birthday, which was in March during uh, Pisces season. And here we are really moving forward in this energy of spring, that this energy, starting with the spring equinox, really calls for us to move forward and to push forward. And I've been you know, taking a lot of action on some projects that I've been thinking about, that I've had in the back of my mind. I'm moving forward and I'm really hoping that you are as well. You know, the earth is showing us that things are breaking through any kind of darkness and resistance and barriers and coming out on the other side and growing and thriving in this beautiful way. And we are asked to do the same at this time. So this episode is, I'm going to speak later about the biggest, my biggest lesson here as I was reflecting on my 44th birthday. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about um, what's been going on, you know, just personally, in case anybody can relate and which I feel that many people given these past two years can. So one is, um, you know, as it's approaching or as we're here in the spring, I'm coming upon this year after mom passed. And it's, it was so interesting to me because I didn't realize it until I saw what was happening in the spring that I connected it with mom. So I remember last year that as the cherry blossoms out here in Portland, Oregon were at their fullest bloom, just all the trees with these vibrant pink flowers, I remembered that that's when mom started getting really sick. And that connection hadn't been made until I saw it again here a year later. And it also made me remember that after all of those petals had fallen, after they were, you know, just all over the floor, like a carpet on the earth, that after they were all down and on the ground, that that's when mom died. I'm remembering how very fast, fast moving April was in this, I described in an earlier podcast that it was like this wormhole of time. And so many things happened to me at, um, this kind of spiritual, mental, uh, I don't even know how to put it kind of way that, um, I just couldn't keep track and hold on to anything and that it was so fast and, um, just how I knew about mom's, uh, upcoming death, just all these things working with spirit. And so here I am, you know, a year later reflecting, you know, how there was so much movement and so much speed through April. And then, you know, when she passed, 
the night of March 2nd in the wee hours of the morning that, or excuse me, May 2nd in the wee hours of the morning that everything just got so much slower. And I'm really appreciating how much uh, energy and vibrance and vitality this season brings. And I'm looking forward to moving through spring uh, a little differently this year, especially now that it's been a year and um, it's, it's just different. Knowing that many of you have had losses, all sorts of losses that are these milestones, these markers in time, um, you know, you, you move through them and you recognize them, you acknowledge them, um, you continue to grieve if needed, which, you know, probably is the case given the society, but we give recognition and the acknowledgement. Also, we've gone through the equinox, and I hope that you were doing something very even just for 10 minutes that was deep and soulful and really called forth the energy that you're projecting into the spring and through the summer into the fall harvest, that equinox is probably the most important day of the year in terms of energy on the planet and um, soul connection, the energies in the universe for this planet and for us and our consciousness. So the spring equinox is the most important. And then you have, you know, the fall equinox, and then you have the two solstices. So these four days are really mark them on your calendar so that you know on this day to really be mindful of what is it you're doing, who are you with, what kind of activities are you engaged in, and so you can ensure that on these days you are doing some kind of soul work, spirit work. With this new kind of energy of bursting forth, I started working on this project that I've had in my mind for I don't even know how long. It's It's been at least a year. So I've always heard, because I've studied Ayurveda, I've heard of a cream, a facial cream called a hundred times washed ghee. And it's a ghee that has been put into a copper, pure copper bowl and washed with water, then drained and then washed again with water. And it's done a hundred times while you're chanting mantras. And I've just been fascinated with this a concept of a hundred times washed ghee. So a friend, um, I don't even know how long ago, probably a year ago, said that she made some, uh, that she was making some and she gifted it. And, um, you know, her whole process with that and like it, that she only got through, uh, 20, 25 times and, you know, it still smelled like ghee. It would make a mess. And I was fascinated with the process like, well, what is this? How do you make it? You know, I, it's in these ancient texts of Ayurveda. 
And so it's thousands of years old and it's said to be one of the only uh, things that you can put on the skin that goes down through the seven layers of the skin that goes that deep. Anyway, so she was telling me about her process and I'm still just intrigued. Like, I want to try this. I want to make this. And in October, I decided that I was going to buy some. I was going to make it. I was going to, you know, give them as gifts, but it never happened. I never even attempted it. So I've been kind of experimenting with this now in the past, I guess, two weeks. So the first batch that I made um, did not work out for a couple of reasons. So I learned from that. I'm like, okay, I just did a hundred washes because it's an ex- it's extremely time consuming and labor intensive to do this washing because you don't just kind of pour water in and then dump it. You pour all the water in and then you have to spend several minutes mixing it and then dump it. And so it takes hours upon hours upon hours and hours to do this a hundred times. So that first batch, I was like, ah, I wanted to quit. I was like, no, okay, I've learned some things here. I'm going to try this next batch. And this next batch has turned out beautifully, beautifully. So I'm working on, um, you know, I guess I'm going to, because I used a bulk amount of ghee. So I'm going to start selling these because you can't find this. It can't be mass produced because of the level of, um, attention and intention that has to go into this. Um, so, you know, I could say so much more about it, but this podcast is not about making a hundred times washed key. I just wanted to say that, you know, this is something that has been on the back burner for a long time. And it's something that I've just started working on, had failure with, and then kept going and have had success, which is really encouraging. So, those things that have been on the back burner or that you've been procrastinating on or just, you know, throughout the fall and the winter just didn't quite have the zeal to step forward into it, now's the time. Now is the time. Okay, so moving forward with my birthday and really reflecting on what I've learned in these 44 years. I took my time reflecting on this because the answer didn't quite come quickly. Because I'm thinking, well, yeah, there's lots of little lessons and you know, a lot of them are the same as what others would say and share. So they're a little cliche, but true, <laughs> very true. But I wanted something that really spoke to my experience and also something that I hadn't heard spoken about before. I'm sharing this lesson in hopes that it also, trusting, not in hopes, but trusting that it will also plant the seed within you and inspire you to really take heed of this message. So what came through for me is that my only job in this world and in this life is to evolve my own soul 
This is the biggest, biggest work. It is the most important work. And it's something that's more and more coming into consciousness and into relevance. But there are also a lot of people who are still denying their own soul and not listening to the their own selves. In the end, we don't take anything with us beyond this life. When we pass, nothing comes with us except our soul growth. How did you evolve your own soul? How did you elevate your own soul self? And that's really it. You carry that with you. That goes forward with you. It is what you can take beyond this world. And so in my mind, as I was reflecting, it is the most important thing for me to focus on, to work on, and to do. Yes, there's, you know, the the day-to-day stuff, the worldly things that cannot be ignored because we live and we work here and there's certain things that just have to be done and engaged with and relationships to be had. We're not going into caves. And it's funny, I heard in a yoga class once that somebody um, had taken a retreat and (laughs) had been up in the Himalayas and had actually seen, because they were in this certain region and it was a spiritual trek and had seen these uh renunciates in a cave like standing right outside of their cave and she was like oh no (laughs) no 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 I you know more power to them but that is not the life that I want to live and she was reflecting on you know what do they eat there's nothing up here you know how do they survive anyway um so she was like, you, do, you know, people say that they just want to go live in a cave in the Himalayas so there's peace. And she's like, no, you, I don't think you actually want that. Anyway, it just made me laugh. So we're not living that life. We're not living this isolated life beyond the work, the money, the bills, the relationships, um, and even the challenges. All of this has to be engaged in this world. But also within that, space and time and energy must be carved out for working on your own soul growth. And if you're in a place where you don't feel like there is soul growth happening because there is no soul connection, then that's the place to start, is connecting with your own soul self so that then you can start to see and feel and sense and understand where to take this life path. Things may need to change or not, but you can sense and direct your own life through your choices based on the evolution of your soul. For a lot of people right now, that's looking like um, healing, going back into childhood and healing the the traumas with the little T and the capital T that there's an understanding you can't just keep plowing forward at some point 
what wasn't able to be taken care of in the past has to be processed and digested. For a lot of people now that I love seeing more and more, and I think it's just going to continue to explode, is ancestral healing. The recognition that I am not just me, but I am also embodying and carrying within me a lineage and that must be healed. Again, I can't just move forward and, um, and everything's going to be fine in my life because I'm carrying other people's traumas and pains and dysfunctions in the world. And maybe I think it's me, but it's not. It's, it's my lineage. It's my ancestry. I love seeing that these are becoming more and more prevalent among communities and people's consciousness because that is a part of evolving your soul because our soul has come here for certain lessons and for, for, for certain challenges to go through certain things that then teach us and evolve us into the next step. So no matter what, as I was reflecting, no matter what happens in my life on the outside, as long as I am still continuing this soul journey, as I have been for the past probably five years, maybe a little bit longer, then I am a success to myself. I am successful. I know everybody defines success differently, but to me, because I truly feel that my soul's evolution and growth in this lifetime is the most important thing that can possibly ever be done, then if I am still on that journey and actively engaged in that process, then I'm a success. Things are going well for me. And it's not this way of thinking about it like, um, like I, I'm having to fix myself or right a wrong. It's that I understand my soul came here for a lot of reasons. But some of the biggest ones are healing and growth. So I'm working on that healing and the growth from where I've been... <laughs> you know, I, I can't even count how many lifetimes and where I'm going with this understanding that I'm taking it with me and that it matters. So the meditation that I do, the ancestral healing that I do, all of these spiritual practices are getting me on that path and keeping me on that path. And that's, that's my work. That's my work in this lifetime, my biggest job. And it didn't used to be. It didn't used to be. And, I, you know, as I was saying, looking back, I can see that that's where there was a lot of pain and suffering in my life because I had no idea. So as I'd mentioned before about, you know, if you don't feel that you're on this soul journey um, and soul growth, you have to go back 
and reconnect with yourself at a soul level. And that's what ended up happening with me is there was no connection. It was a complete disconnect. So I understand if that's where you are, but it's never too late. And it is one of the most important things to do and continue to carry forth in your life. So I'm putting that call out here at 44 years old. I, uh, I'll be honest, I wish it had been sooner, you know, than uh, a few years ago that this was happening. So I'm putting this call forth. I'm saying it, I'm speaking it, I'm planting the seeds to say, if you don't have that connection to soul and are actively on a soul growth path, please consider how you can get on that path because you take every bit of it with you. It moves you forward in, um, you know, beyond this lifetime in leaps and bounds. And there's nothing else that's going to do that. There's nothing else in your life that's going to do that. That's going to have that kind of, uh, we could say, return on investment. Then doing the soul work, doing the healing and doing the spiritual practices that really connect you with your soul. It doesn't have to be spirituality or religion or anything as defined by others and outside. You decide. So blessings as you move forth in this energy of springtime and start those practices, start to clear away and make the time, start to prioritize the time and clear away that which doesn't serve you so that you do have the energy to focus on this. It is truly the biggest work of our life. Remember that spirit guides but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it. Also, connect with me and discover more on Instagram at Amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.